0: Welcome into to a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Here at the Northern Quarter Soy Expo in Fargo, joining us now, Kerry Sifirath with the U.S. Grains Council. Kerry, it's good to see you again. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, great to be here in
1: Fargo today.
0: Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, trade and some of the things you were keeping an eye on. Of course, U.S. Grains Council does so much uh, wonderful work when it comes to trade for our, our U.S. farmers and, and expanding markets and opening new markets. Uh, but I know we have some challenges out there right now. I think that's a, a place we should start. I know a lot of folks are asking about it. Between the low water on the Panama Canal, we have the Issues in the Middle East and having a lot of ships go around the Horn of Africa, things yep. like that. There's, there's quite a bit going on logistically right now, isn't uh, there?
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, the the low water in Panama, and you know, it's most likely not going to be raining enough. Until we move into the rainy season in May, which means we aren't going to see you know, much improvement probably till June or July in Panama. Um, and then as vessels are trying to, having to go, not be able to go through the Panama Canal um, and now what's going on in the Red Sea and people trying to avoid the Suez Canal and that, yeah, pe- vessels are going around, around the Horn of Africa to get up into the Asia-Pacific region. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, and because of that, you're seeing, you know, the Japans, the South Koreas, the Taiwans, um, China is usually a big shipper, especially soybeans, but even corn and sorghum off the P&W. But even uh, you know our our largest corn market in Central America, Guatemala, the the Pacific ports of Colombia, they're now you know it's very rare to see. Corn uh, being loaded for Guatemala, El Salvador, Colombia, off the P&W, but because they normal their their ports and their feed industry is on the Pacific side, and so even though they're very close to New Orleans, because basically the economics is keeping grain vessels out of the. Out of the Panama Canal, you're seeing even even shipments to those central markets, or even that the Pacific ports in Colombia now being loaded off the P&W. Not 100 mm-hmm. percent, but we've seen probably maybe about half of that tonnage being switched to to being loaded off the P&W.
0: Well, and of course, it's uh, you know speaks to our capabilities here in the U.S. Of course, you know when it, when it's easier to move commodities off the PNW, we have that infrastructure. We've seen it before with low water on the Mississippi for instance, yep. we've had the shift to the PNW or the Great Lakes. Or We have the capability here in the US to, to move this grain uh, when it's a little bit easier in certain situations. Yeah,
1: very much. I mean, you have a regular amount of you know whether it's corn or soybeans, uh, soybean meal, wheat that's moving off the P and W, anyways. Mm-hmm. But this we're probably you know we're seeing shifts, so probably even higher demand off the P and W than we normally would see this time of year. And obviously, you know if I'm shipping corn off the P and W, that means I'm loading unit trains somewhere in the. In North Dakota, South Dakota, maybe Western mm-hmm. Minnesota, and so you know that should be a benefit to demand just in the, in this region as well.
0: I know we're facing uh, plenty of competition, increasing from South America, of course. But to that aspect, I know with the U.S. Cranes Council, you guys do a lot of work of opening new markets and expanding our current markets and our our current uh customer base here internationally Uh, talk about some of the maybe the the new markets that you're excited about here in 2024 that we're working on uh
1: well there's always you know the the new uh, up-and-coming markets you know southeast asia um, we see a lot of corn co products going into the vietnam indonesia thailand markets but uh you know what what we may not necessarily think of it as a new marketplace like Japan or Europe mm-hmm. um, are a new market in the form of ethanol. We've we've done we do a lot of work around the world promoting uh, uh, grain exports in the form of grain ethanol, and so you know Canada is our big big market to the north, and work very closely with the Canadian industry. But, you know, even a mature market like a Japan or a Europe, the EU um, on, on the corn side, Japan is a very mature. still a large and important market, but it's very mature, maybe even starting to decline. But now we're moving uh, ethanol in the form of uh, ETBE. So you're taking ethanol to make ETBE instead of methanol. Um, but we see the Japanese looking to go, to go to direct blending of ethanol in for for uh, auto transportation fuel and they're extremely excited about SAF the uh, sustainable aviation fuel and, and having ethanol to jet and that mm-hmm. conversion be a big part of what 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 Japan is going to do going forward. So even a mature market like Japan now is a growing market uh, for corn in the form of ethanol or or uh, uh, and even ethanol to go into sustainable aviation fuel. Mm-hmm. So that, you know that's that makes things exciting in that, you know, We've been in Japan since 1961 um, very mature market now it's becoming an exciting growth potential market and that's just one of many again the European Union is the same thing uh, and so while we look for new and growing markets for all of the products corn barley sorghum and the different coal products corn coal products uh, but just the, the grain exports in the form of ethanol to new and exciting places is, is in, in even India we're moving eth- we're moving corn in the form of, of ethanol to India today
0: mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, uh, ethanol to jet and sustainable aviation fuel, there's a lot of excitement in the industry, both domestically and internationally right now for that. I, I, I hear about that constantly from folks, and I know it's we're getting there. We're we're building the infrastructure, right?
1: Building the infrastructure and then the policy, whether, I mean, our our counterparts, the National Corn Growers Association are working on policy issues here in the U.S. We're working on policy issues in Japan and South Korea and Taiwan and and the European Union, um, Vietnam, uh, Indonesia, all these kind of, we want to make sure the policy's being set so when we, you know, even if uh, ethanol to jet is, is, in Japan, may come quicker than we, others, but, as that, as that becomes reality, we want to make sure the policies in place so that grain-based, corn-based ethanol can be part of that and aren't locked out because of some kind of policy saying, well, we want to go a sustainable aviation fuel, but grain-based ethanol mm-hmm. can't be part of it. And so working very hard to, as as those policies are being set today for the demand, whether it's in 2028 or 2030, coming down the line, that we're not locked out of those markets going forward.
0: Uh, final thoughts, Kerry, what do you want farmers and ranchers to, to take away uh, as they begin it? new year and they're looking at the year ahead what do you want them to know about the work that u.s grains council is doing right now
1: well just the importance of trade and obviously you know we I'm sure we're at price levels that most farmers would not prefer to see. If we didn't have the trade, we we are in corn exports are up about 33, 34 percent versus the same time a year ago, and so we're seeing that come back um, and the importance of that. Uh, and then the the checkoff system, you know, the North North Dakota Corn Utilization C- Council and the, the support we receive them through the checkoff system allows us to go do what we do around the world, um, and, and allows us to go into places like Brussels or to- Tokyo and try to make sure those policies are being set for sustainable aviation fuel going forward. And so it it, it comes back to the checkoff levels at the state um, that, that feed into us. It allows us to get access to USDA funding to take and expand that, that checkoff dollar we get here from the North Dakota for corn farmers and expand it by 10 or more. Uh, fold, and and that allows us to to have people on the ground and develop markets around the world because developing markets is not a a 30-day or or even a a one-year adventure. It's usually multi-year and something you have to keep working on uh, on a regular basis.
0: Kerry, great thoughts. Appreciate a conversation. Thanks for joining us here today on the show, and we will look forward to talking to you again in the future. Sure. Thank you much. And that's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.